0: Check one, two. mommy on the rocks. Casey chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at mia on the rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's guest, my brother. Yo, I've known. I've known Jake. Infamous you might have been the first promoter who's ever booked me to DJ bro when I was 18 years old on that strip that we ran that downtown Miami 11th street strip bro so I've known you for easily more than 10 years bro it's been like 12 years 13 years and I don't really interview promoters man I have no interest in interviewing promoters man but you've been doing like I said you were one of the first people to book me to show me love and you've been doing multiple venues multiple parties you've you've evolved into festivals now and you've taken it to another level bro so I appreciate you pulling up we got Jake infamous here bro one of the biggest party promoters in the city so can you talk about you know your beginnings like where, where you, when you first got started into doing parties yeah yeah so um i started passing
1: out flyers actually for slip inside um mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that so i was in i went to MacArthur high school in broward and i bumped into a promoter that was like passing out trey song cds and stuff and i was just like all right this is lit you know 16 mm-hmm. years old mm-hmm. so i was like yo i'll do it i'll do it for free type stuff and uh and yeah so i started promoting and then they started sending me out to parties and that's when i kind of like understood i was like oh wow you know this is a real business this Mm -hmm. is like a lot of people are coming out here there's a lot of money to be made Mm -hmm. and um and yeah started street teaming i started throwing my own parties and then from there I mean now I've owned uh, three bars uh, well one night club two bars uh, two music festivals mm-hmm. I'm director of operations here at this place
0: at Pilos Okay cool so I want to go through your story so the yeah, first it, the first place that you do a party at was where it was actually in Pembroke Pines bro oh, it, it was really? a, it was a
1: that's where I grew up most of my life and uh-huh. it was uh, it was a Haitian club called Maribou Cafe Okay so, I literally rolled up to, to these guys and, you know, they all did compa and, and soca events and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was just like, yo, um, I'm going to bring a bunch of, like, EDM and reggaeton
0: acts here and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were kind of like... What year was this? This was got to be, like, what? like 2006. Okay. 2006. And then when does Date happen? When does Miami happen? Is 11th Street, is that, that block the first...
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I started in Miami, though. So, okay. um, 2003 man i'm getting old man yeah. 2003 yeah, we gotta wanna... be careful jake yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a vampire though yeah. so it's all good yeah. so uh 2003 when i started first like passing out stuff for like you know uh promoting music and um and then i started like promoting in miami actually mm. at like club space and 11th street gotcha you know so i would just sell tickets for the promoters that were running out um you know nightclubs and stuff which is actually joe on track Joe, shout out to joe shout out to joe man um it was funny i was working for him back then i didn't even know him oh shit and then later we became partners for about eight years but um but then i did my thing i noticed there was a lot of broward kids driving down to miami and i was like yo i'm gonna do a little come up real quick i'm gonna Mm -hmm. bring miami to Ponds and Mm -hmm. and i did pretty good and then all the promoters and People from Miami were just kind of hounding me and shit because mm-hmm. I had the Weston kids, the Pembroke Pines kids, Hollywood kids, mm-hmm. Miami Lakes, and uh, and yeah, so I got stuck in Miami and I'm been cursed ever since, man. Just partied, yeah. partying, and that's it. But what was the first club on 11? I feel like Nocturnal, right? Was that the first spot? It was actually Pawn Shop, which was down the street from Nocturnal. Okay, it was like two blocks away. But okay. Nocturnal's where like I really built a big name for myself. You got know? you. Yeah, it was, it was like 2118 back then, but I mm-hmm. was like a young buck and I was like bringing all like the 18 year old people. Yeah, I'll tip out the bouncer, so I always yeah. like the plug, you know. So and that was, bro, that was before IG, right? So the party game was passing out flyers, bro, you know yeah, shit. Twenty thousand flyers, boxes. My Girl. mom would get pissed. She'd be like, get this thing out of my, get all these things out of my house. Like Girl. she, she didn't even get it. She was like, go to college. You know, stop yeah. doing this yeah
0: these new promoters got it good bro they don't realize like the groundwork that we used to put in nah
1: know? man they do a couple posts and that's why a lot of them um their parties don't really last that long
0: because they don't have that like grind mentality i was gonna say do you think the flyer game is still effective like if you if you do that type of old school groundwork like maybe hit the malls or do you think it's kind yeah. of irrelevant or malls still exists i ain't yeah know that. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
0: um i don't know i
1: do it for like the big festivals when i'm trying mm-hmm. to put ten thousand people somewhere gotcha. I'll, I'll hit it from every angle but as far as like clubs like And just kind of street promoting. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you got extra time and extra
0: budget, yeah, but it's not Mm -hmm. really where it's at right now, you know so so you had you took over 11th street you know f- for years that, Every, i feel yeah. like that was your block bro they need to just name that like jake infamous avenue or some shit Straight up, bro. And, yeah. and 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 then what where does it go from there bro because i feel like the 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 festival game started getting popping like the whole edm ultra shit started happening yeah, that yeah. wave started happening like 2012 2013 yeah. and then and then hip-hop festival started happening shortly yeah. after that so what made you want to get into the festival game well
1: everybody always told me to do festivals but like i always wanted to be a nightclub owner mm-hmm. it's like usually most people would rather own festivals and nightclubs nightclubs are a headache you know a lot of expenses like
0: it's very trendy hard. right so you're like under the mercy of like because nightclubs go out of style at the end yeah, of the day yeah, yeah. you know promoters you could switch to different venues of course bring yeah. your people you know but uh, yeah as a nightclub owner you're like
1: grounded you're like mm-hmm. stuck there so it's like the life of a nightclub usually is about like three to five years Okay. But, I mean, I mean, Club Space has been killing it for, like, 20-something years. Um, obviously, they have new owners now, so they give them a good little mm-hmm. refreshment. Uh, so, yeah, so I always wanted to own nightclubs. And uh, and everyone just kept telling me, like, yo, you have a lot of pool, like, throw a festival. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's too
0: cliche. Every promoter mm-hmm. wanted to throw a festival. And yeah, that's, that's way more uh, expenses, right? The, the yeah. money game is different with yeah.
1: that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, they're expensive as hell, man. I mean, to get a festival really up and running without talent, mm-hmm. um, you're looking at probably, like, 300 grand
0: really without without
1: the talent without yeah. the talent bro you're you're wow. like i mean if you really know what you're doing you might get it down to a quarter mil mm-hmm. but uh that's like city staging lights little marketing budget cops fire wow. marshals all that yeah it's, it's crazy man and it's some
0: crazy. festivals take an l too bro like that's crazy to, to think of you losing that much money on, on one event you know yeah yeah, like, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. so I had, I had one pissed off investor who was like bro i just lost a lambo <laughs> but then I made him bread again on another one. So he was got happy. you,
0: yeah, got you. So okay, so that was the first one. Trap Circus was that the first one you did?
1: Yeah, well, I mean I did a bunch of little ones, so I don't really consider anything uh, three thousand people and under a festival. Okay, like promoters would be like festival this, festival yeah. that, but it's like so I did a bunch of stuff that were like three thousand people that were mm-hmm. quote unquote festivals, mm-hmm. but um, but my first one that broke seven thousand people was a uh, Trap Circus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you booked bro, be clear, you uh, you booked Cardi B right when bro. she was just getting popping bro so artists I
1: look at them like stocks kind of you know so <laughs> straight up, and I don't be that offensive well, you're either. a
0: COVID stock guru like the rest of the world Jake we're gonna get into straight that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll get into
1: that in a second yeah. so uh, the artist is just kind of like sometimes you you're right sometimes you're wrong mm-hmm. you know like um, YB and Namir is a dope artist still mm-hmm. a dope artist but I was a little too ahead with him mm-hmm. but for the most part I was like right with everybody else Kodak, XXX, uh, Cardi B, 6 ix 9 obviously
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I know everybody hates 6 ix 9 now but when yeah. I when I did a couple of the shows everybody was dick riding them, Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah like, Exactly When it was cool. Yeah, but uh but I got Cardi B, probably like she had when I booked her, she had three hits. Mm-hmm. She had Motorsport, she had Bodak Yellow, uh, I forgot whichever one, those mm-hmm. first three hits she had, mm-hmm. but I already knew. I was like, she's gonna she's gonna continue to do yeah. a bunch of hits. So I got lucky by the time the festival came around. She was like, she was the star. She was the biggest star. Yeah. Her and Kodak got into it, not specifically, mm-hmm. but um she had a couple like top ten Billboard hits, mm-hmm. like fast. So that's the only thing she kind of yeah, had them fast. Uh, yeah. But Kodak had more on a longer span. So okay. then Kodak's management
0: was like, his stock was kind of staying up with there. A his stock bit. was, still, yeah. He yeah. was like
1: Tesla, and she was like CCIV. If anybody yeah. knows what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that Cardi B was like, yo, but I got a headline. Mm-hmm. Like I'm huge, and I'm like. And then Kodak's like, nah, she's not headlining over me, you wow. know, and then I was just kind of like, so I put them next to each other, but mm-hmm. Kodak had actual, the final show,
0: you know, Yeah. so he closed Damn. out. Damn, and how did that show do? Did that sh-
1: show yeah, did, do well? Yeah, it did really good. It was profitable. Yeah. I mean, pretty much broke even, but uh, for what we wanted to do, we did it to mm-hmm. get into the market and uh, actually got contacted by like a real big player in the festival world mm-hmm. um, that wanted to buy half of the IP. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were back and forth for like two years and then COVID happened. And uh, so that's on pause for now.
0: Well, okay. So after the festival, the Trap Circus, I feel like shortly after that, the next venture for you was like SQL, right? Around that time?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I got an opportunity to buy a club like right after Trap Circus. So that also did affect Trap Circus a little bit, Mm -hmm. like on me, like moving fast on it. Right. Because, man, it was like I always thought the club owner shows up. Mm-hmm. barks orders yeah. and collects a big bag yeah. but nah i bought the club and it was like surprise motherfucker like yeah. you'll lose 30 grand in like fucking two days like yeah. real quick like that like <laughs> yeah like you'll go to sleep to like your bank account uh company bank account at like 100 g's and then you wake up and it's at like 60 wow and then you think you got robbed but then you break it down and like between security and costs and this and that mm-hmm. and uh, it all vip furniture breaks you know that's yeah. like People were always
0: like, you DJ know. DJ equipment, DJs DJ, blow the speakers and shit.
1: DJs blow the speakers, spill a drink on the mixer, man. Like,
0: yeah. You already know, man. But, um, that, so that was your first club that you owned?
1: Well, I had a little shit hole called winwood Cafe. Okay. I don't know if you remember that one. Familiar. Yeah, so it was basically I did everything wrong. I was like 26, 27, and, um, and basically, uh, yeah, I did everything wrong there, but I learned a lot, mm-hmm. and I had it, had it pop in for a little bit. It was pretty cool on 27th Street in the cut. Mm-hmm. And then so SQO was my first like nightclub that i ran it correctly right and i got like a lot of like notori- notoriety notoriety mm-hmm. with and um and then shortly after i bought the little bar next door mm-hmm. which was uh, someone else owned it mm-hmm. and he was like pissing off the landlord wasn't paying rent so landlord was same landlord and he was just like yo man i love how you do business would you like to take the next bar uh the bar next door and i was like man i'm really not trying to take on that many projects and spread myself thin. Mm-hmm. But I kind of shot him this crazy deal. I was like, bro, if you take X amount, you know, I'll take the bar per month. And then he was like, no, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. So I, like, straight yeah. up, like, got him in a bare minimum. And then, like, two months later, came around, and he was just like, take it, bro. Just take it. I want this guy out of here. So then I ended up opening that place called Thrift Shop, wow. which was, um, which was, uh, it was like a little speakeasy. Mm-hmm. It was like more more of a passion project mm-hmm. for me. So it was cool. That that crowd was like twenty-five and up and SQL mm-hmm. S- was like a hardcore like
0: yeah. party spot. And everyone thinks, bro, everyone thinks this game is like the party promoter club owner game is just like, you know, alcohol and, and 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 chicks everywhere and getting fucked up. Yeah. But just like any other business, you take L's, bro. Like, so how have you stayed, you know, just optimistic through through because I'm sure you've gone through, you know, just like any other business, you go through the bullshit and yeah. and and, and with our game, it's like seasons, right? There's ups and there's downs, and and how have you stayed like optimistic throughout the whole thing, like and passionate about it, you know? Like,
1: you know, what's funny, man. Let let's go to back to trap circus with that,
0: because um,
1: there's like a cool little story behind it. So when I was throwing trap circus, uh, Hurricane Irma was coming, mm-hmm. so I had already put down deposits on artists and stuff, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, like Miami was about to be underwater. Those, I mean, it didn't happen yet, so everyone was saying all this kinds of crazy stuff
0: right and let's start let, 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 to cut you off but let's talk about you, you invest money in a date and then the shit could rain something could pop up and yeah, just yeah. fuck up your whole shit like, it's a gamble yeah. yeah
1: straight up and you could even get rain insurance and all that but mm-hmm. the insurance is so specific
0: mm-hmm.
1: that like they're trying to not pay you mm-hmm. you know like so it's like yeah. if it's like six inches you paid for like I mean or three inches and it goes to like 3.5 you don't get to get your money back trash so, so it's crazy so I was dealing with all that finding all that out on the spot you know mm-hmm and uh and i was like damn man so i i go uh i go up to tennessee and because uh, of the hurricane irma thing right no actually nah my bad so i went up to sarasota coincidentally like mm-hmm. west coast of florida just to chill and vibe with my family and it happened to be that the, um, so i was questioning i'm like should i just pull out the trap circus right now mm-hmm. and should i just hold it off mm-hmm. but i knew that Miami needed that because Tariq and and Matt were my boys and I saw their whole process of growing um, Rolling Loud Rolling Loud yeah so we would actually work a lot together so they had a little trouble getting venues sometimes because they would do like kind of more like hip hop events where people Mm -hmm. would spend bread Mm -hmm. so what I would do with them is like I would let them get my, my night like, a couple hours earlier, they would throw their, like, Playboy Cardi show with a bunch of, like, young kids that didn't spend money, mm-hmm. which was a great crowd, though, but it just, it wasn't, like, a nightclub, right. money-making crowd, so then, uh, and then sometimes they'll, like, throw me a booking, you mm-hmm. know, for that same night or whatever, mm-hmm. so um, so I saw their process and everything, and, and I worked closely with them for a while, and I was just like, man, like, rolling amazing, but I was like, it just, like, now's the time to do something hip-hop that's just like fun right you know? so that's where i thought of the whole concept you know i was going to concerts a long time mm-hmm. and i was a little bored because like let's say you go to a concert you go to the stage and it's like you watch you know Lil uzi mm-hmm. but then the next guy gets on some dude from new york you know, we really listen to right. or whatever so it's like i was like how can you make this cooler and that's when i thought of like the the circus concept but i'm up in sarasota i'm questioning trap circus and then i i, I see the ringling brothers museum Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even know that and then I I found out that the Ringling brothers are from Sarasota Oh, so I took that as a little like omen. I like was a little like, sign. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like damn I'm like it's quite the coincidence, bro, but whatever so I, I Head back from Sarasota and then that's when they're like Miami has to be evacuated So I'm like fuck so whatever I got I had a little two-year-old daughter at the time So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna sit there and try to be like my brothers My brothers are like nah, you're a sissy for like leaving town like mm-hmm. whatever but I was like, nah. And I also took it as an excuse to to go vibe, you know? Yeah, take yeah. a little vacation. Yeah. So I, I drive up to Tennessee. My boy meets me out there. We're having a good time. Um. So I'm still questioning traps there. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I'm pretty much going to pull out. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, holding on to it. Through the Ringling Brothers thing and through just, like, my gut. Mm-hmm. And then I'm driving through these mountains. Be clear.
0: How much money are you invested into this? Tra-
1: oh, there I was probably, like, 180 in. Okay. So it wasn't, like half a mil plus like it get sometimes mm-hmm. but it was like i was so gonna yeah, like lose about 180 so that, that was a stress too yeah because even though the investors they knew that um you know it wasn't it was out of my control they're still looking at me like bro you yeah. better pull some shit out your ass yeah. like so and that's the kind of guy i am that's how i bought a nightclub you know mm-hmm. i was a kid single mom and all that grew up passed out flyers ended up owning nightclubs and festivals so mm-hmm. i have that make shit happen mentality that drives me and um so I'm a little stressed out about that bro I'm really stressed out actually and um, I'm driving through the mountains and I see this like old abandoned gas station all overgrown mm-hmm. and it had this big ass sign bro huge huge sign that was RC Cola like mm-hmm. all faded and the venue that I had to deposit in was an old RC Cola plant in Wynwood oh, so yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. another
0: sign that guy yeah, just threw you right straight there straight
1: up man straight up so I was just like alright nah this is it bro I'm gonna run it mm-hmm. and I ran it and then I crossed my fingers the whole time and eventually the hurricane happened came back Everyone came to the show, 7,000 people. Yeah, wow. So so to answer your question, man, how do I stay optimistic? Just make shit happen, man, and believe yeah. in what I'm doing,
0: you know? And you love what you do, obviously. I love like what it.
1: I do, yeah. I have a huge passion for nightlife mm-hmm. and stuff, you know? A That's lot of people, I mean. they like follow... You're, you're a DJ, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. And um, you know that music is important, obviously, right? right? So I've, I've gotten into it with people like that sometimes, because I'm like, yo, I love music, trust me. That's what drives me, mm-hmm. but... I'm more into the people side of things. Right so if the trends change i change with the people exactly it's not selling out you know it's like right. some people look at it like that but it's like no bro what, what i'm gonna feed people music they don't want to hear exactly
0: 100 you know? so, uh, people always say and like i don't know if you go through this like i feel like everyone that goes and at the age we're at we go through this where people are like you you're gonna be in the, the nightclub your whole life like and i yeah, say, yeah. like i hope so because <laughs> because i love two things i love music and i love being social with people i love people having a good time being together so where yeah, can you yeah. have music and people you know they're drinking they're they're organic self they're their real self there's no stress people don't have the like the, it's like art to me i love the nightlife you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like I, I hope i'm in, maybe not djing but i hope i'm part of the nightlife for my whole life you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like i love it like yeah and people think that you can't you know have a family you can't raise kids or you can't yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not of that belief people are just projecting how do you get those i'm sure you've been getting those type of pressures your whole life like damn can i do this my whole life and, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's not easy man um obviously you know nightlife and being a young club
1: owner most club owners like these fat sweaty guys you know yeah, for the yeah. most part yeah, yeah yeah so it's like being a young club owner is like it, it's you know it's it's tough on on relationships mm-hmm. you know you got all these chicks just like trying to be extra friendly with you or whatever mm-hmm. and um so it, you know but I make shit happen man so I, I got a girl and I got a little baby and I mm-hmm. you know she has a real nice household she has a nice okay. place and I give her all that I give her a lot of my time and stuff so it's, mm-hmm. it's all about what you want to do how you balance it and just work. yeah yeah I mean some mm-hmm. people they just want to live the rock star life their whole time I know tons of guys yeah. are like 45- they're still freaking having three songs yeah, like cocaine and, and, yeah, all yeah, 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 and all yeah, that. And like, yeah. but they they're happy. They don't yeah. want kids. Yeah. So it just depends what you want to do, man. I mean, uh, for sure,
0: I've definitely found that little yin and yang, you know, that little balance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you say you're in a relationship now, but I mean, I always talk to people in nightlife, and and it's it's Miami. It's not just another market. Like the most beautiful people live in this city. Like, Straight up, yeah. how, how has it been for you as far as just relationships and, and trying to like separate yourself from? you
1: know what i mean like yeah a, yeah yeah i mean uh me and my girl split up for t- two years mm-hmm. so it, it was uh you know it was hard on on both of us a little bit but it was also mm-hmm. like i got everything out my system you know mm-hmm. it's like i found the perfect girl mm-hmm. then i was like damn i wish i would have met her a little later timing yeah right because of nightlife because we're miami beautiful people and all that and um and i've never really been a lover boy you know mm-hmm. so it's like i'm more kind of like that social kind of got you like 30% douchebag Miami you know right, what I'm saying right, like right, 70% right, right. <laughs> 70% like and like a good dude but like I still you know yeah. I grew up here is all I know yeah. so I had, a, I had a blast man all those two years and then like you know I was like all right cool man I don't want to do this forever I want my chick back you know she took me back and right. and we started a family shortly after and right But yeah, man,
0: it's it's definitely tough, man. It's tough. It's It's hard for me because I tell people all the time, it's like you're you're fighting the devil every day. Like you go out and it's just nothing but temptation everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And whether you're a DJ, a nightclub owner, like, you know what I mean? Like you have all this... It, it's tough man it's tough which is why for me as far as like relationships go I set the bar so high that I wonder if I set it too high or it's not realistic do, yeah. that, that's what happens <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah, therapy yeah. talk give it to me Jake please yeah <laughs> yeah
1: I'll give it to you so yeah don't set the bar high man I would say what you're 31 now
0: yeah 32
1: 32 Um, I would say like 4 years throwing the towel man yeah yeah. I, I just got really bored, and I literally did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. You know what
0: it is, bro, is that these new young chicks, see, when we were, like, a nocturnal in the, the like, when we were that age, like, 23, 24, like, it was fun, but, Jake, I feel like these new 23, 24-year-olds, they're worth the shits. Like, they're they're the wild. Shits. They're, they're not like the our yeah, torn yeah. when we were 24, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a different type of thing. Like, it's cool to, like, girls liking girls and free spirit and be free and do what you want to do, and yeah. girls are like, no ah. one's going to tell me nothing. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Like yeah, yeah. yeah back then it was um
1: I mean if you compare us to like the 1960s you know like we're shot out our generation was shot out but that's true it's really like technology man I mean like back when we were in high school I mean, I don't know how much you, I mean, like you want to get graphic, but like yeah. back when we were in high school, like chicks weren't watching porn on their phones. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it, that,
0: or, and it's yeah, and it wasn't accepted.
1: It's like accepted yeah, to yeah, do yeah, that. And I was like, yo, yeah, I need extra money? I'm gonna start of OnlyFans. You know? All yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, bro, you realize like with this COVID shit, how many women were like so close to like prostitution that you did not yeah, even yeah, know yeah. about? It's you crazy. Know?
1: It's crazy. And there's some girls too, man. That it's like uh, I have I have a bottle client of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say his name, but he he always comes through. And uh, when I first met him, I was like older dude and he always had like a hot young chick with him so one day i just like once i come to him like dude whoa, whoa, talk to me bro what are you what are you doing yeah uh, then he was like i was like he's like escorts or like what he like started laughing he's like no nah, man there's actually a website for sugar sugar daddies which now all the girls are like taking notes and yeah, shit like, yeah, yeah which yeah. website is that yeah, yeah. so it's funny he literally like he'll he'll hit me up and be like hey do you know this girl and he'll send me a screenshot because he he's also like you know he doesn't want to be like hooking up with anything so he kind of like asked me the feedback he's like yeah i saw her carfax and shit yeah carfax (laughs) exactly so he's like yo i seen her at your clubs it's Mm -hmm. funny how many of these girls um go to events and stuff so it's funny man he'll like send me these pictures and it's like i had this one like what was she she was like a a bottle host Mm -hmm. the most wholesome girl she like Mm -hmm. came from money Mm -hmm. in pennsylvania super quiet super shy like and bro he sends me her picture i'm like. Yeah, wow. don't tell me this chick was on this website and then he's like yeah yeah i'm actually go out with her tonight and stuff and i'm like and the crazy thing is he's like do you know jake and she's like yeah i
0: know jake i love jake oh he's great God.
1: i'm like yo like these girls are like crazy
0: bro are you of the belief that you can have a relationship with a female in the nightlife like a bartender or a bottle girl or is that just a setup for failure that's uh I mean probably it could work, man. So you guys kinda on
1: the yeah. same schedule, but you ever seen that meme where it's like a little kid crying looking out the window and it's like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like when your dad's a promoter yeah. and your your mom's a bottle girl on the yeah. weekends. So it's like, I mean it's interesting, man. I think anything can happen. Actually I have some friends of mine uh from Broward and they're mm-hmm. actually like a bottle girl and a promoter. Like and a nightlife couple. And nightlife couple, and, and they have a nice house and and uh yeah. like Davy area. Mm-hmm. And they they live like a normal life you yeah. know but um and they also but they got their grandma helps them out but they i mean people figure it out if you want to okay it's tough to figure it out yeah. especially you're like a, a little white boy with blue yeah. eyes you yeah. know it's yeah. hard for you to pick one bro you know, yeah it's no not
0: like no no relax. white <laughs> people are not trending right now bro we need like <laughs> we need just <laughs> to be able to speak spanish for us, yeah, yeah, no, de, de, de. De. Vamos a hablar that you open bro what is um pilos right and this is the new venture i feel like you were like Bro, I feel like you, you, you kind of like fell off the map a little bit And you were like low-key and shit yeah, yeah. And and then all of a sudden, uh, surprise guys I have a new poppin' fucking venue with like uh, Benches built from plywood in Mount Everest and shit And yeah, I got yeah, like yeah. Pa- panda skin, fucking grass and shit Like you got some wild shit in yeah, here, bro yeah. like, well, how, how, Talk to me about the COVID shit, bro Like how did it affect you? Like,
1: yeah, so, well by the way, this is a Brazilian teak oh, very talk, nice wood. Yo, talk your shit,
0: we got Brazilian teak <laughs> Brazilian wood right teak here. wood, we're not imported, doing plywood imported, imported straight from Brazil
1: Straightforward Brazil, yeah. These are actually uh dwarf gumbos. Let
0: me flex a little bit. Talk about the mural too. Talk about all this, shit, bro.
1: Oh, yeah. So, this is um Zenko. Um, if I said his name wrong, I apologize, but he's actually a really famous Mexican artist. Mm-hmm. So, anybody who comes, uh, so we're very like Mexican, although the main right. owner is Mexican, mm-hmm. and um, so basically, if you're from Mexico and you come here and you see that, you know that that's yeah. like it's kind of like a. Obviously, like, they're a little more street, but like Atomic or Ejo. Right. It's like everyone knows that, who right. this is. So they're like, they come here and they're like, oh, shit, this is a real Mexican spot.
0: And that's supposedly like the god of fertility, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is way She's the goddess of fertility. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, Cuervo named um, 400 Conejos a tequila after her because she had like 400 tits. And she fed her 400 kids, and which were rabbits. And, um, uh-huh. and it's cool, man. This is all symbolic. So the hummingbirds, they pollinate the agave. <laughs> you still think about the 400 tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then the jaguars are like the protectors and over there we got the bats which also pollinate and the coyote that's like out in the agave fields and all
0: that that's so skeleton skulls and shit like, yeah 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 so these
1: are these are made of resin
0: I mean, damn are, uh, so so talk to me about covid bro co- co- what's, Nah, was not sql was closed before yeah, yeah thank god hold on yeah. there's a fucking rocket ship going all right yeah
1: yeah okay. thank god i close it was good timing with that because i was able to sell SQL. you sold the
0: stock before the
1: yeah, yeah yeah well no not really i was just uh, the buildings went up around sql oh, okay. and they started complaining about my sound and oh. and it just like it was a battle that i just got sick of mm-hmm. and um and the landlord wasn't budging on the square footage i was like yo i can't even use the outside so i had somebody approach me and they um yeah made me an offer and i was like man i'm sick of these people so i left and I took the offer and then six months later covid hit so wow that was a good move because if yeah. COVID would have hit i wouldn't have got yeah anything for that damn and actually um yeah and a bunch of other like uh, clubs nearby they bought like my refrigerators and sound systems and stuff okay. so it was like, so I, it was I like came perfect out, time. yeah yeah i came out with with you know decent but um but so COVID was like, so I was doing pretty well. So after I closed SQL, I called up Lewis Puig, the founder of Space and Heart and all that. And I was like, yo, let me move my programming over to you. He was opening Winwood Factory at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we did that. And then me and him, um he's a great guy, man. He's really like, he's, he's been somewhat of a mentor to me. I won't give he's him a all. legend in the game, bro. He is, bro. He, he created the 24-hour uh, district. So Mm -hmm. he basically Fought the city And was like Yo Vegas could do it Why can't we do it Wow Yeah yeah So the dude created The 24 hour district In Miami So He's a big deal But because of that He has a little ego thing And so do Mm -hmm. I So we're really cool Mm -hmm. um, But sometimes We bump heads You know Because of that Like anyone in business Like anyone in business Successful you know So we we had a little run At Winwood Factory And then I just kind of like I was like, man, maybe let me just step out, and then I started working with Roman Jones at uh, mm-hmm. Santo and Mokai, and, and mm-hmm. you oh know, yeah,
0: you were doing Mokai for a little bit. I yeah, remember. yeah,
1: yeah. So he he kind of like when I met, like speaking him, of egos. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> he's he's pretty cool. Yeah. He? He's
1: crazy, but he's cool. Yeah. And uh, actually, he's a man of a few words. You know, at least with me. You know, like me and Lewis were actually pretty tight. Me and Roman spoke very like. You know, we want to speak often. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember when I was talking to the people there, they were just like, I was like, look, man, I'm not gonna sell you a ten thousand dollars table. When I come from downtown. We'll do like thousand dollar tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, shut up, bro! You're gonna sell ten thousand dollar tables. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's not really what I do. I own clubs, and they're like, yeah, shut up! You're gonna sell ten thousand dollar tables. Yeah. And I did and I started like selling like five thousand, ten thousand dollar tables, and that was pretty cool. But then so I was actually catching the, the hang of that
0: I was gonna say Jake because uh, have you ever been pressured to to jump into because I deal with this as a DJ I don't know if you deal with this as a promoter but did, did you ever feel like pressured into like wanting to evolve or I wouldn't say evolve but like play the South Beach more and be with the with the cooler you know what I mean like with yeah. the live crowd you know what I mean yeah, did you yeah. ever feel that way because I felt that way DJing sometimes like I feel that
1: Um, from a DV, DJ's perspective yeah but with me it's like I kind of see things different mm-hmm. and I like to do things Different, so basically, in downtown promoters would grow up and they go to South Beach, right? So then I kind of caught on to that. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, go to South Beach, yeah, 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 yeah. you're gonna make Matt bread there, yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. get, get out of here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I basically monopolized on purpose the downtown, like you said, I, right. I, I ran every club on that block, you know, right. from like all five clubs that were on that block. Right. So that's basically why I never really fully went to South Beach. But after Winwood Factory, I was getting older and stuff like that. My people were going, so I was like, fuck okay, it, let me try South Beach mm-hmm. a little bit. And then, uh, and I was actually, they were taking care of me, man. They were paying me really well. And, um, how, how does that work to start selling $5,000, $10,000, tables at that point? Like, man, it just, I don't know. They kind of like, in life, bro, just things, if you know they're going to come to you, they come mm-hmm. to you. Got gotcha. you. So once they told me, like, don't worry, you're going to do it. Got gotcha. you. And, uh, and I had a good face. They were pretty impressed with, like, mm-hmm. my resume and stuff like that. And they were like, bro, you're a star. You just, I was a star, but they're like, you have the $10,000 clients, mm-hmm. but they're just, gonna, they're going to drop a stack in, in downtown, you know, when, when but those same people have the money when L- it comes locals
0: up, though, or,
1: uh, well, like, let's say like the couple little athletes I would get coming gotcha, out, gotcha. you know, like the, like, you know, the managers of the artists I would mm-hmm. work with and, and random friends that I grew mm-hmm. up in the 10, 15 years I've been doing nightlife that actually like made a lot of money, you know, mm-hmm. and they've actually like stayed loyal to me and yeah. still fuck with me. And, um. But I got a couple percentages on, like, Mokai and Santo and stuff, and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, man. This is good. I haven't taken a break from nightlife in years yeah, in, right. in a long time. Yeah. Especially my games, like, weekly parties. Yeah. It's not like like my boys that do special events. And they, they kill it, too. But they, yeah. like, do, like, one event a month, a right. big one. You like, know? You're, like,
0: you're, you're the, a vampire, like, every A vampire, yeah. straight
1: up. Yeah. So so I was like, all right. So I chilled. And then I started getting nervous around, say, like, June? Yeah. Like, May? and then around may i was pretty bored so i started um i invested in the bitcoin in 2017 so i got a little taste of that and then when i was really young actually the um the got another rocket
0: ship yeah bro
1: so so yeah so i got kind of bored around may and um The the club in Pembroke Pines with the Haitian owners, Mm -hmm. they actually taught me about the stock market back then. Wow. Yeah, super cool dude, Reggie and Jerry. Mm -hmm. Um, They're out of Boston, and they were basically, they saw I was like really business minded, and I would see that one of them would like sit in front of the TV from nine to five. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of asked him, and he was like, bro, I got you, so he started teaching me. And then, um, but I was doing like $300 trades, $500 trades and stuff. And I just kind of like, if you don't watch it, you can lose your money. Right. And back then when you're like 19 and all over the place, um, you know, I kind of was like, I I stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. So in May, I started exploring it again um, because I was like, okay, I'm not having any income at all. Mm -hmm. My lifestyle hasn't changed. I still got the condo on the bay. I still got the Ducati. I still got, you know, the Lexus and all that. So that's when I was like, "Yo, let me start trading again." Mm-hmm. And I started trading.
0: I started crushing it, man. May uh, May was a really good month. Glitt- and, and I got into the same stock thing. But bro, for us, like, bro, we got to wake up at nine o'clock when the market yeah, opens yeah, at nine thirty up. when the market opens. Yeah. You know, like which we're not
1: used to. That exactly
0: that's what I'm saying. saying it was I was like, I know. that's the toughest part about that whole shit. You know. But, yeah, yeah so, so you got in the stock okay. game and, and, and you had success relatively quick. Like Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I did it full time mm-hmm. um, because were I was you, waiting for the clubs to open. Were you
0: day trading, like charting day and shit, yeah, like learning day trading, charting yeah, and candles and,
1: shit? and all that, yeah. Oh, shit. So basically swing trades, and, and that's what I was doing, man. I was just literally sitting there from 9 to 5, 4.30, and mm-hmm. just, like, watching it, mm-hmm. like, doing swings. I got into all these group chats and stuff. And um and then I, I started like talking about it on Instagram because I was like, damn, I knew a lot of friends were hurting, mm-hmm. even successful people. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like successful people weren't making income in certain type of people, not just nightlife. You know. Mm-hmm. So I just started talking shit on, on story. I'm like, yo, guys, by the way, look, I'm investing into this today. Um, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not a financial advisor, but right. I'm telling you what I'm doing. And then I started building up a little crowd with that. And then people would tell me trades, like some random dude that like sold sneakers would be like, yo, you're trading. I'm trading too, bro. And, like. Look into this. Like, mm-hmm. GameStop was actually a DM. You know, it was like this wow. this young kid that's like been following me forever. And he just was like, Yo, GameStop's at thirty six dollars and I was like, Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Yeah, it's GameStop. Like, and then if- he was like he was like, Bro, I've just trusted him. He, he just kept pushing it. He's like yeah, so this kid just kept pushing GameStop on me. He was like, "Trust me, trust me," and then like I said, "Fuck it," and I bought GameStop but at thirty six bucks.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, it's not like that popped because it was like a good company. It popped because like some dudes were underground, like together mobbing up, and you yeah, know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah. So it technology, man. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you just had yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, social media. They, you know, these young kids on Adderall, on <laughs> Wall Street bets were just like screw it they were bored i guess corona they all lost their jobs or and yeah. they were just going after the, the bears bro they were going after the after wall street yeah and then uh you had a bunch of young bulls versus bears man and, yeah and uh they were just doing shit just to do it yeah. you know and uh and I, I knew that so i was always very careful with those kind of like blackberry games meme picks. stocks and shit. yeah the meme stocks you know because i already knew what they were yeah but bro like you you get the right ones you swing them you know like yeah it was doing good. So while I was doing that, I was focusing on the music, my music career. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do music publishing. Mm-hmm. So um, really,
0: Damn. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I think we spoke about this briefly, but yeah, get into that, bro. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so the cool thing about Corona, first of all, I, I it opened my eyes of how much money you can make with mm-hmm. stocks. So I got into music publishing around Trap Circus. I was managing mm-hmm. uh, Little Toe. So, uh, so yeah. So I got it. I was managing this kid, Little Toe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very like self sufficient. He was like super smart with marketing himself and everything. And then, um, and then I met um, I met this dude Rocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocco did it again, the producer, mm-hmm. and he actually showed up. Um, I had done tons of bookings, so I knew this guy Brian from Ace Hood. Like mm-hmm. when Ace Hood was hot, I was booking him, and so Ace Hood's manager is like, "Yo, you're doing Trap Circus, you know?" Trap Circus opened a bunch of doors for me. If you guys haven't noticed mm-hmm. already, you know and uh so yeah, you he's like all those plugs
0: with the managers and shit yeah, yeah yeah so
1: so all the managers came out of the woodworks i was everybody's friend again everybody mm-hmm. was, you know what i'm saying know so uh this dude a uh, brian really cool dude um he's you're
0: he's, everybody's friend now jake yeah every, i noticed that, i, bro. I Yeah, I, know, I, know. I, know.
1: <laughs> I opened up pillows and this shit's like packed every night everybody's my friend again yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> but um so this dude brian's like yo i want to introduce you to somebody mm-hmm. but i was so busy um we were a little disorganized it was my first like major show so the cops were pissed off they're like hey man you need control the crowd and we're gonna shut you down and i'm dealing with all that and then brian ace hood's manager is like here like yo i want to introduce you to my partner and this and that and i was like dude now's not the time and mm-hmm. i kind of like you know did my thing and then uh and then someone else brought up Rocco did it again to me and i was like oh yeah he was at my festival and then joe actually because joe was part of, he was Teach's assistant big teach mm-hmm. shout out to big teach house of mac yeah. and uh he was actually like yo jake Rocco's big, bro. Yeah, you know he's big. And he's like, "What are you doing?" Like, talk to him. Yeah. So it wasn't even nothing. I didn't want to talk to him. I just didn't think about it. I was just busy. Cool. He wrote like future
0: songs, I think.
1: Yeah. He, well, He'll he did. A bu- he did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He like, I mean, right now he has the song "Best Friend" with Doja Cat and okay. uh, Sweetie. Yeah, that's his, play that. Yeah. yeah, that's his. That's his beat. Rocco did it again. Um, he did YMW Melly, two two threes, um, the baby, NBA YoungBoy Jump. I mean, he has a and and then old school the T Pain. Like he has like right. tons of stuff, bro. Tons right. of stuff. So basically, um so he came to me to invest in the trap circus. So mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, so I started talking to him, he's like, Yo, I love trap circus. We started talking about that and then just kinda shit went cold and then he just calls me one day, he's like, Yo, let's meet up. So he pulls up and then he's like, Yeah, man, I just wanna let you know I don't think trap circus is a move, um, because it's like too risky to like invest like six hundred grand into a day. And then so he so I was like, Okay, cool, I appreciate that. Um, honesty Random. or whatever. But but what do you what are you here for then? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you've been telling me about this kid you picked up, Preza, and I, I love him, man. I love him. I want to partner with you on him. You know, so this kid Preza, we're about to release him now. Such a long process to release an artist the right way. Right. And uh, and basically, Rocco introduced me to Dr. Luke, which Dr. Luke is either the second or third producer in the history of music with the most number one hits
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So from there, man, Luke just kind of like really Rocco and Luke, they, they flew us out to L.A. and they kind of just taught me the whole thing. Like, yo, management sucks. You know, it's like they, you get fired. It doesn't suck. You make a lot of money, but you could get fired at any you point. You get people hot,
0: and then labels take, yeah, bring their own management and cut out the small guy.
1: So they taught me for no reason, really. They just mm-hmm. looked out and taught me the whole game. So I have a joint venture with Luke and Rocco now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a couple people signed to him. And, um and yeah man I
0: just been hustling more on the songwriter and producer side yeah like you said the publishing side the publishing. So, so what is that what are the goals in that realm like you have the artists like you have artists that you're trying to release like like label yeah La-
1: yeah well what, what I do on the publishing side is I get placements for like the producers that I have Gotcha. you know so I'll, I'll put them through my contacts obviously Luke and Rock are huge and um but I also do I also got Preza signed on the label side too okay so usually when a kid's gonna be like a star, you wanna sign him on the label side. Right, exactly. You know, if it's more like a like a quiet kid but he's super talented, you sign him on the publishing side. Right. You know? So I've been doing both. I have a joint venture on both sides with, with them. And um, and no nah, Preza's he's he's really good and um, I met Charlie Walk actually. I don't know if you're familiar with Charlie Walk.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, he was on the show before four with Diddy and Khaled okay. and, I mean he was a president of Republic, he was a president okay. of Columbia, like big dog, you right. know. Um funny ass character too man he's mm-hmm. he's a shit it's a star bro that guy wants into a room everybody knows him and uh so i met charlie walk through luke and these guys like i said like they open tons of doors and then randomly i get a call right we're in corona i'm mm-hmm. doing trades i'm getting preza ready to release mm-hmm. i'm getting him a bunch of hits like we're like in the studio i put him in the studio with nitty gritty which mm-hmm. uh, just got nominated for a grammy this year i put him in the studio with like tons of other people mm-hmm. and so i'm like working that like music side i'm trading and that's really mm-hmm. what i was doing that's yeah. what it kind of looked like i was like but i was also enjoying going to sleep at like 12 yeah, o'clock yeah yeah it was crazy i would wake up at like nine in the morning feeling refreshed yeah. i'm like wow like no hangover this is what real
0: life is like yeah, bro. yeah
1: yeah real life bro i was like i finally grew up <laughs> and then right when i thought i finally grew up charlie watt calls me which by the way charlie wants the man bro mm-hmm. so it's like anytime he calls you answer the phone mm-hmm. and um and he's just like hey jake listen man um yeah man uh, you know I love nightlife man I, I invested into a place he's, he's like a fast talking he's hilarious man he's like I invested into this place in Miami um, I love the partners there um, I need you to run it they come from more of the food industry I come from music I was like we need Jake Infamous sauce you know just right. throw a little Jake Infamous sauce on there and I was like, bro, Charlie, whatever you need, I got you. Because mm-hmm. Charlie has looked out for me a lot on the music side. Right. And uh, and I'm thinking he's, like, going to throw me in Coral Gables. Like, he bought a bar. Someone yeah. finessed him into getting some, like, old restaurant. Yeah. And, but I was all down for it. It was Charlie Walk. So, this guy sends me the, the pin for the meeting. And we're, like, in the hottest street in the whole United States of America, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally, bro. Like, where it went. So, I'm like, Charlie, you know when it was like? He's like, of course I know when it was hot. I'm like, okay, dope. So, I came in here. And, um yeah man we uh i just took it and uh we did a bunch of so basically they did huge pr Mm -hmm. with um with the same pr company as all the big players here Mm -hmm. um they had everything set up right Mm -hmm. and then so i was like look guys i was like let me open a week before we we were okay to open but Mm -hmm. they wanted to wait for this grand opening with this pr and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i was like yo let me open a week before i was like we'll make some quick bread Mm-hmm. and they're kind of like no but nobody knows a place and it's covid and i'm like let me open so you guys can see he must like, not know
0: me like, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly
1: so and then charlie is talking to Derek, and and then he's like charlie's like yo yeah let's open Derek actually was like yo let's open like mm-hmm. let's make money like you know and so i basically dropped the jake infamous sauce. i called yeah. in a bunch of my buddies like all the mm-hmm. promoters and hosts and djs i kind of just put everyone in gave them each a night uh, everybody was super grateful because there was so many like no one was really getting like a little promoter salary during COVID you know so I called homies up and I'm like yo wanna get you involved here everyone comes in here they look at the place it's beautiful and man we slammed bro we did like I don't wanna say how much numbers we did but we did did more numbers than I've ever done in a week like that like here like that instantly even Derek was like Derek's a main owner and he was like why do you think we're so packed i'm like bro bro you do not you know mean? the fuck jake i was like what, says, what do you bro? mean it was crazy and then the pr came and and honestly like every, everybody even the pr company was like oh we didn't expect that to happen
0: you yeah. know bro i give you props because i feel like you're programming like seven days a week right? seven
1: days a week man that's why i got bags under my eyes really yeah yeah
0: yeah wow yeah bro. damn man
1: do i really Nah, uh, nah, I nah days, days, no. I'm, days, I'm talking days, about days, programming uh, seven days a
0: week. I'm thinking about that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, like, yeah, that's not easy to do, you know? No, and, I've and, and never done it before. It's my first yeah. time. How, do, how, how are you feeling? How do you feel about just the future? Like, oh, it feels like the COVID shit is kind of wrapping up. How do you feel about just the nightlife in general in, in Miami and moving forward? South Beach, Wynwood, you know? like, Yeah, well. I mean I live in the area so
1: I kinda started noticing people just started coming out. That's why I got so comfortable to like be able to like open up mm-hmm. and um, and people are just coming out, bro. They just after after a year or like close to a year that I guess they just got sick of it and they mm-hmm. just they started coming out and that's when I was like, Okay, cool, I'm gonna jump into this and I'm gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. But um but the numbers we're doing is like numbers we're doing the numbers we're doing is like pre COVID numbers actually. In yeah. a little span of time. Yeah. Cause really we make all our money in two hours now yeah. from 10 to 12 from eight o'clock. It starts getting a little filled. Right. But from like, I mean, you were DJing Tuesday. You right. sound like I'm, I'm pretty, I wasn't here. It was my birthday. So I was out. Right. But, um,
0: you, I'm guessing right. at 10 right. o'clock it got slammed. Yeah. No, I mean, I was bro, it earlier? Bro, bro, I would, uh, from seven to like nine, it was, the tables were full, but it was like felt restaurant vibe, people eating. Yeah. And then once nine hit, I would say from nine yeah, to yeah, 12, I'd say nine, you're you Nine you I don't want to say you couldn't move. That's not good to say right now. But like, yeah, it's not yeah, good to say yeah. Right now. everything. The tables were full. Like the tables, it was, the, were tables, full, the yeah. bleachers, everything was 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 sold out. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Preza was calling me. He's like, yo, he was all wasted over
0: here, and he was like, yo, Casey Chops is the best DJ by every bro. He's bro, killing it. Jake, now let me talk my shit, bro. This is yeah, the thing. Like I've built uh, and I uh, uh, like. Brick Saturday is like my baby and I've had it lying down the block for, for five years you know what I mean and then I went to American Social and when I, that's when I quit Power I quit Power because they took me off the schedule I was like alright I'm not on the radio Sunday afternoons okay I'm gonna build a, a brunch I built a brunch in Fort Lauderdale the shit got slammed and then Power's like yo come back come back I'm like yeah, no yeah, I'm making yeah. fucking a stack doing this brunch like I'm not doing that so I quit the brunch I mean so I quit Power and, and so basically like i feel like i get slept on because i've built parties before like i i tell people all i need is a month give me like a month consecutive like four weeks consecutively and people will the music and the vibe people will come back bro when from seven to nine i'm here at every single table hey how's the music how's everything it's my new tuesday da, da, da. they're like okay it's amazing so like i don't know i like building shit you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like like but
1: but yeah, bro. Now it, you hold weight though. It's it, not it's not just that you built shit. You were on the radio for so long, right. like everybody knows Casey Chops, you know. Right. So it's like it's like another stamp that makes your life a little
0: easier, honestly, right. on coordinating these events, you know. Right. And, but and it's not easy still. Exactly. And and that's the thing I, I struggle with. I mean, we like therapy talk right now. But as <laughs> like a as like a DJ, like like I was talking about the South Beach, like the cool crowd and shit. Like I always try to have like a South Beach night, and I try to have like the the local night. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's South Beach DJs that are popular. Right? But I feel like if you go to Broward or you go to Miami Dade and you say, Who do you know, this South Beach big DJ or Casey Chops? They're going to be like, oh, Casey Chops. You know what I mean? So, you know, I I try to play both sides. But, I mean, as far as nightlife in general, how do you feel about it moving forward? Like in Miami, like do you feel like South? How do you feel about South Beach? Because, you know, I know they're trying to put a curfew, 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So, South Beach, I feel for them, man. I'm Mm -hmm. definitely glad I don't
1: um, own anything there. (laughs) Um, Derek actually owns a, a place there it's actually an lgbt bar mm-hmm. called nathan's um he just it's a you know he's married and stuff but it's just mm-hmm. like a business play for him mm-hmm. but um so hopefully because of that you know it goes good and i know uh Grutman's building a new hotel and all this with pharrell and, like mm-hmm. i wish i'm the best too but i'm glad i'm not in south beach man it, it's definitely uh switching up mm-hmm. and uh it's it's something happened to it it's not the same anymore yeah and, and i think maybe Winwood took a little bit away from that but i don't know it, it's just weird i'm like I don't think salvi's gonna
0: come back to what it was you think you think this generation is into like the velvet rope you know try to be cool i mean you're always gonna have live you know what i mean you're always gonna yeah, have yeah. maybe one or two of them but like for the most part i don't think people are trying to spend you know three thousand dollars on tape you know four thousand yeah, yeah. dollars on tables anymore like that you know like yeah i think people I
1: caught on you yeah. know people caught on that it's not that cool to like spend all your money you yeah, yeah people are awakening up a little bit but um but i mean we still i mean i had like I had a ten thousand dollar table here the other night. Wow. In Wynwood. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We had tons Yaw. But, but it's here. not like
0: forced on you to spend that. You know what no, I'm saying? No, it's when not, you go to when not, you're yeah. on the
1: beach, it, it kind of feels like. Yeah, you can spend three hundred bucks here and get a table. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all about capacity. Like, if we're like, for short on tables, we might bring the minimum up seven hundred fifty bucks right. if you show up at ten o'clock. You know, right, like right. maybe a thousand. You know. Right. But um. But no, I think I think nightlife's gonna go back um i think the only crazy thing is so i was meeting with the city earlier today actually mm-hmm. and yeah so i was meeting with the city and they're like hey man don't worry about it like the curfew is going to get lifted soon mm-hmm. they're not telling me officially mm-hmm. but um but they're like kind of telling me, we actually had the mayor come through here mm-hmm. which is a good move you mm-hmm. know yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: saw that bro you guys like cut the ribbon and shit yeah dude. yeah i had, had fire. the
1: mayor of miami it's dope man it's yeah. dope um but but it wasn't him though someone else um from the city and they were just like don't worry we're going to lift the curfew Mm-hmm. and uh, they're all excited they thinking it's like this big thing for me mm-hmm. but um, yeah so um so they're like oh we're gonna lift the curfew and then you guys are gonna kill it but we're not gonna lift the social distancing yeah so i'm like hold up man i'm like Actually, what does that
0: mean that just means that they're gonna have a keep the capacity rules right yeah they okay. gotta keep
1: the capacity rules the mask rules and all that so it, to me it's like now okay cool i get more hours of operation right at limited capacity right so now my like margins my profit margins are actually lower because you have to stay open longer so I have mm-hmm. to stay open longer which is still good it's better right. than what we're doing now trust me yeah. like I, I hate the whole 12 o'clock thing um but uh but to me I rather than ease up on the social distancing and keep it at 12 to right. be real you know how like, long
0: do you think that would happen the social distancing and all that bullshit I
1: don't know man Uh there's no like official but me personally I think probably like by like after summer or fall I think after Memorial Day okay I think so. June July. Yeah, like June, say like June, but like the twelve o'clock curfew, I think is after spring break. I think they're yeah. just gonna say fuck it. Yeah, and then just let it go, man. Too many businesses are closing and hurting. Yeah, it's been a year, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's tough.
0: That's for sure. And, and bro, you know what else? It feels it feels like when we were coming up, we had nightlife, but we never really had the day life too. We didn't. Yeah. Now it's like, I mean, do you feel like nightlife took a hit? In, in the day got a boost Or you just feel like We added just day parties now And people go up Just get fucked up longer now No
1: no I think it, I de- think definitely COVID had something to do with that For sure But even before
0: bro Like it, when was we were on Sundays a Was a day, yeah. You know Like I felt This is what I always felt I always felt like Friday started taking a hit Friday nights Started taking a hit And Sunday days Started yeah, to like Yeah
1: Sundays are lit Yeah yeah. You it's know? like the The drink and bake That we did with you Yeah exactly You know like You came to me You were like Yo day parties survived now Yeah And we did it And it was awesome Yeah You know you yeah. killed it yeah, and, cool. uh, but, uh, but no nah, I think day parties um are definitely here to stay now people got used to it, it's a new norm and mm-hmm. um, it's interesting though because now the other day what was it Wednesday I have like a really solid team of, of guys here on Wednesday pushing the night and uh, 6 o'clock bro there was a dude here trying to spend 750 bucks wow on a Wednesday 6pm wow. and he's like yeah when are you guys opening and, like uh, I have a reservation I'm like damn I was like yeah it's crazy but alright I was wow. like yeah yeah and uh, and Wednesday was was good, man. We had like all the tables sold out. Social mm-hmm. distance, by the way, of so, seeing yeah, Miami's watching it, masked up, <laughs> so masked up and everything. But like, it was crazy. Like, um, one of my boys showed up he's like damn jake he's like bro stop it bro stop it he's like on a wednesday bro yeah you got it
0: every bro i mean i want to talk shit about the tuesday bro like i'm coming i might bleep out this venue name but like coming for the blackbird like this is going to be the new tuesday spot bro like that's the goal like from early early like from nine all the way to 12 for now until the curfew gets lifted but tuesday felt good bro and it was you know the first you know it was nice um, yeah, man. No, definitely. And I
1: like how you were down to do the Tuesday. Yeah. You yeah. know, y'all was just like throwing ideas and you're like, yo, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday is to kill you like, yo, night. I'm going to crush it. I'm like, fuck, it was running. And look, off night bro, brushed it. Yeah. And, yeah. Nah,
0: thank you for, bro. You've always trusted me, bro. Every, always. every venue that you've had, bro, you've always fucked with me, bro. Always. You know what always. I mean? And, 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 and like I said, I haven't done a podcast. Like I, I, I reached over 10,000 downloads i haven't really That's had it, bro. yeah thank you bro i haven't really had any promoters or artists or anybody and you know what i mean but you're one of the few that like I, I put you in i hold you in a high regard you know what i mean appreciate like, that man likewise um um, and then, okay, now we could talk musically now. You know, the, the Latin is a, is a huge thing now. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, how, how do you feel about that as far as, like, Latin parties now? I mean, your your programming is, is it, like, half hip-hop, half Latin or kind of open format now? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah. So so um it's funny, though, because I've been on the, so I do, like, slightly 50-50 hip-hop mm-hmm. and Latin, but then I throw a little 10%, I guess 45-45, because 45, I throw a little 10% of, like, Maybe a little more. So I'll throw Guaracha, you know, that's hot right now. Okay. That, like, I mean, I kind of consider that Latin anymore. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. so, like Latin, so a little like Latin EDM. Uh, I'll throw in um, something I peep that I like personally, and I think um, it hasn't been played a lot, is like Brazilian funky music. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so it's hell like yeah. I, I make sure all the DJs play a little bit of that, a little bit of Guaracha, Latin, mm-hmm. hip-hop. And then also, I like when my DJs now, they. it's just something I've been experimenting with. Mm-hmm. And it, and it usually doesn't work in Miami, but we've been crushing it with it. We'll drop like a Bon Jovi song, like Living okay. on a Prayer. Yeah, we'll drop Spice
0: Girls. Oh yeah, yeah you know, yeah, but it'll be like, like the, one song. is yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, like yeah, a Spice yeah, Girls venue, yeah, like, but
1: we'll drop like that one song for the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah you no, all the girls, for sure. They'll sing their Backstreet heart out. Boys, song. you, you throw yeah. one
0: or two, yeah. and then
1: you switch back to like Pop Smoke. Exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> real quick. But yeah, you'll yeah. see, like, you'll see the random like tourists in here, kind of like,
0: eh, yeah, Pop Smoke. Yeah, DJ's got DJ's got to know music now. That's why I love, bro. I feel like right now in this climate, like. DJ's like if you can't play spanish music like you're slacking if you can't get in your house guaracha bag a little bit you're slacking if you yeah. can't get in you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we're back in that like true open miami open format which is like sure, latin yeah. leaning you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. which is cool because um so i'm puerto rican
1: so mm-hmm. i've always been on, on reggaeton i was actually on reggaeton when i was like nobody in the states knew what it was because right. it really blossomed in puerto rico and uh, and I remember um, there was that first
0: wave when like right. Jay Balvin was like thirty five hundred bucks back in the day, you know, to book for. a No, concert. But I mean, well, the first wave was like, bro, like from oh five to like oh yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. the Daddy Yankee era, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Nicky Jam, and then you know it took it took a hiatus, and then Balvin came back like twenty fourteen, yeah, think, around was, there, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and then um, but yeah, you're right, it was a different like Don mod Daddy Yankee era, yeah. and then um, and then it's like it was kind of like a weird little. Um, time in between that era and the J Balvin era, it was that EDM
0: era. It was that the EDM happened era the David Guetta yeah, Ultra era. Yeah, that's happened. what it was. Yeah, yeah. And then my boy was like, "Yo, listen to that." I'm like, "Reggaeton, like yeah, uh, yeah. 2014." Like, bro, what is this? Oh seven? It's yeah. Like, trust me, this dude J Balvin, he's Colombian and
1: Bad Bunny too. Yeah, right. Bad Bunny came after though. Yeah. Right,
0: exactly. But what happened was like the, there was like starting to be like Colombian reggaetoneros, and it was yeah. like it wasn't just Puerto Rican. Because yeah, yeah. once something goes to Colombia, that's when it's gonna go global. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Say, like, yeah so and and i tell people now music and you know this music everything is in la as far as like american music that, but i tell people miami is the la of the of latin music you yeah, know every, everyone 100%. is here now you know what I mean you have yeah. rich music down the block you yeah. know what I mean like everybody yeah shout out to Flow my yeah homie. yeah, yeah. No, for sure so shout, shout out Christian. to Flow and, and so it feels good man I love the energy of Miami right now it feels like new new energy you know yeah, I said yeah. this the other day it felt like if, if you, the NBA mixed all the players on different teams and everything got mixed up new venues new promoters new collabs new energy new play you know what I mean yeah, it feels good right now for some nah, it reason does, it
1: does man and, um, and it
0: was cool because um I
1: got a uh, I got Carol G out here, like, mm-hmm. bull at heart, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, because I had Bad Bunny and Carol G. Those were my options. They were wow. both the same price. How much, you said? I can't
0: say. Oh, okay. I can't say. <laughs> but
1: they were, they were cheap, bro. They were exactly. really cheap. And I both had them. And um, I was just at the crib, and I was, like, playing both of them. I'm like, so I told my girl, I'm like, yo, who should we go for? And she was a girl, She's so she was, like, ah, Bad Bunny's all right, but... Let's go with Carol G. You know, mm-hmm. she's really popular right now. Mm-hmm. So I went with Carol G and then Bad they both skyrocketed. Right. But Bad Bunny. Shit, I'll say
0: I'll say I DJ'd a party that we we'll booked Bad Bunny at, in Brickle for 10K.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember you know that I mean? one. Yeah, mean, yeah. Bro. Yeah, so was, cool. um so it was cool, man. And it's it's funny though because before Nikki Jam had his second um you know, his second come up, because remember he was old school, right? Right. Um I had a I had a show with him at Mecca, mm-hmm. and then I was like I was like I had like five rooms at the time right so i had mecca. different yo if
0: you partied at mecca you're immune to the coronavirus so don't even worry <laughs> about, about the vaccines right <laughs> and it
1: was like so i basically had like a dubstep dj in one room i had nikki jam in one room i had um i forgot who it was uh hip-hop act. oh it was um omari on when he had that song mm-hmm. that was supposed like, to be yeah i think Eat so the booty,
0: like groceries like yeah yeah, was yeah, like yeah yeah yeah
1: so um so it was like so that I had to kind of cut some budget, and so while I was booking Nicky Jam, I was like, I shot him a price, mm-hmm. and then he was like, he's like, yeah, he's down. But then he hit me back for some reason, his manager, and was like, yo, we need a little more, and I was like, nah, bro, uh-uh. it's like mm-hmm. that's the price, my budget set. I would have paid the little extra, mm-hmm. I would have, but I was just so like, you know, I was like, nah, man. And then he actually canceled on me. They're like, yo, they canceled. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, fuck, bro, you mm-hmm. know, now like I-, I ended up going with someone else. I was like, whack. And, uh, but it's funny how Nicky Jam had that like crazy ass, like come up shortly after. Yeah. Cause the price I was getting him for him, like in 2011, mm-hmm. nowhere near what he's going for now. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, that's crazy. Bro. Shout out to Latin music, man.
0: For sure. Yeah, man. So Jake, I appreciate you um inviting me to this spot. I appreciate you letting me hold down Tuesdays. I'm excited for that party. I, I was talking my shit on the mic. I, I said, give it three weeks. There's going to be a line down the block, you know? Um, but yeah, man, Pilos, Winwood right next door to Racket. Um, for the people who are familiar with 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 that location, um, is there anything else you want to say about the venue and anything?
1: Nothing, man. The We're food open. is amazing,
0: by the way. The food is I had good. The food, like you know, everyone has a taco spot now. You know, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But this felt real. It felt, you know, yeah, like, yeah. It is. It is. It's really authentic Mexican. Um, mm-hmm. so they
1: you know we throw away all the all the stuff at the end of the day it's all 100 percent fresh you know we have, we have budgets for that okay and it's like so they, we take a lot of pride in the food and the and the price points are actually pretty good right you know so it's all that's what we want i mean food second obviously we sell like liquor more than anything mm-hmm. but um but food is second and it but it, we really like don't want to be that place with the bar tacos that yeah. tastes like crap you know yeah exactly and, and it's all real authentic um Mexican I'll, I'll, street tacos
0: yeah you, you got <laughs> um do you, so do you have any plans to like host like getting in hostings or like is yeah, that yeah. something you want to end up doing eventually I'm gonna do it, yeah I'm just scared to do it uh, during
1: COVID yeah like I had Tyler Yahweh here and Zekko uh, Tyler Yahweh for those that don't know a super talented artist Post Malone signed him i mm-hmm. uh, say management and everything and, uh, and he crushed it man uh, he crushed it but the only thing with bookings nowadays is that the uh, code enforcement the cops could walk in here at any point right. and be like nope you're too packed shut down Yeah. so now I gotta re- because the goal to book someone is to get it packed
0: and so of if course, you can't have yeah. it packed then what the fuck yeah, are we yeah. doing
1: so like now I gotta like let's say they do pop up mm-hmm. and it is I mean I, I social distance like pretty decent mm-hmm. but like let's say if, if extra people come that night and I gotta make my money back on the bookings they're right. not cheap obviously and then now the cops are like oh, it's it's at their discretion it's not like a real law you know so oh, it's like I, they
0: just uh, eye
1: it out yeah but like the local cops are cool mm-hmm. like I, I play my politics well with them they're, they they mm-hmm. they even say man they're like hey man we're not like we get it mm-hmm. but we have a job to do you yeah, know yeah. and um and if they come in let's say i drop 20 grand on an artist it's packed. now they're like nope shut it down <laughs> now i got to refund 500 tickets Mm. The artist keeps the money Yeah So I just like Took the biggest L of life So I I got a little risky With the grand opening With Tali Yahweh And Zekko But um I'm not really gonna do it That much Until COVID Just kinda feel it out Yeah yeah. it's a little scary man To know that you're gonna Lose all your money
0: Like yeah that that if, even if you're, you're sold out without it, then why, Why you know what I mean? Exactly, I'm like,
1: sold out without yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, I mean, shit, do you want to go over the schedule real quick, like, of your programming, so people know what days yeah, it yeah, is for sure. them? Like, All right, so Mondays, we have Mixtape Mondays with DJ Got Now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's like a hip-hop, all-hip-hop party. It's pretty good. It's doing pretty well um, for Monday especially. And then Tuesdays, Taco, Tequila and Taco Tuesdays with mm-hmm. Casey Chops, mm-hmm. one of my favorite nights here. We're actually doing, like, almost weekend numbers with it. Dope. Wednesdays, um, I got a lot of uh, you know promoters from the beach actually, mm-hmm. a couple of them, uh, walking in here now to meet up with me, mm-hmm. and um, and they're crushing it. They're doing really good. They got the big tables. Um, Thursdays we have just your typical Winwood party, mm-hmm. doing great. Also, um, Friday we have basically like kind of my crowd, mm-hmm. you know, like those guys and everything. So that's Fridays. Saturdays, we have a day party from three PM to mm-hmm. eight PM and then we have the nighttime party, which I call it Wall Street Saturdays, mm-hmm. which is you well, know it's five to go off after like you know like my yeah. little crowd i'm like yo i've been making you guys money with these like Get your stock friends lit yeah yeah i yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like come drug come buy a bottle of 42 you know yeah. like you've been you made like 20 grand off of <laughs> what i've been telling you like spend a thousand bucks <laughs> like, bro. straight up 100 percent. and then sunday we have a, a day. actually
0: sundays or <laughs> no no no
1: no sundays were actually like kind of a little more latin mm-hmm. um but we actually got daytime 40, yeah daytime okay. yeah so this week we actually got 40 ounce van doing um wow. yeah doing his party during the day and then we got my regular party at night okay, yeah, so um, so no, nah, it there it is, man.
0: Monday through Monday through Sunday, man. I don't sleep no more. Pilos, come check this, come check this spot out. You know, it's a beautiful spot, and and yeah, yeah, See, you, you didn't, you know what it is, bro. And the DJ booth is amazing. You did what I like about this place, bro, is that you guys didn't cut any corners, not no, all, it, you know no. what I
1: mean? Like, you did it right, like, yeah, I finally had a budget this yeah, time, yeah, and, you know, it wasn't self funded like my other stuff, you yeah. know, so um, but yeah, we did it right. The DJ booth is amazing, it's a tree house, like, it's a real tree house, yeah, yeah I'm yeah.
0: DJing in the tree house. And, and you know fucking the the wood is brazilian teak wood from the fucking himalayan the, mountains yeah the, the <laughs> rivers of fucking rio de janeiro and shit like yeah yeah but, uh, but it, it's actually um the only tequila
1: garden in the world so that's pretty cool it's a concept yeah. we thought of okay so you know beer gardens right they oh, have like a little okay. trend yeah so we we just created you guys it. have mad different tequilas and yeah shit? we got like 30 different types of mezcals and tequila yeah from oh shit from like $15,000 bottles
0: to like $100 or wow. $200 bottles, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Shit, there it is, bro, Jake. I appreciate you yeah. all the time, bro, for appreciate real. You. Um, you. There it is, baby, Miami on the rocks, Casey Chops, Jake Infamous. Please plug all your social media, tell everybody where they can follow you. Yeah, so you can follow
1: me at, at Jake Infamous, J-A-K-E underscore Infamous with a P-H I-N-P-H-A-M-O-U-S and uh, you can follow us, pilos Tequila Garden and uh, trap circus at
0: trap circus and all that good stuff and there it is and if you pull up on a tuesday make sure you come to the dj booth i'll have a shot for you tell all your friends tell a friend to tell a friend pilos every tuesday is the new wave there it is baby send send a dm and, and i'll have you skip the line so you don't have to wait in the line bomb <laughs>